It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World, and today I'm going to save you from an ordinary October with an October surprise. I have uh, recently, in the last year and a half, rediscovered international travel. Uh, The pandemic, as you know, as we've discussed many times on this broadcast, has ignited a wanderlust in my heart that is insatiable and satisfying all at the same time. So I have developed a squad of adventurers, fellow adventurers, who are down to go to new places and experience things completely, fully, and spontaneously, which is what I encourage you to do no matter where you are in your life, no matter how much money you make, no matter how little travel you have uh, experienced, and whether or not you have a passport. Go out there, do something new, conquer something awesome. If there is a story that a friend has told you uh, from college or from the suburb where you were raised, then find your own version of that story and uh, you will be deeply satisfied and a better person for it. My guest today on the podcast, we have been adventuring across the globe a great deal since last August. Uh, We have covered swaths of Europe and the Caribbean, and she is one of those people who has an incredible gift for finding people who would get along well and marrying them with her travel dreams. Uh, She also happens to be uh, a decorated attorney. Uh, She has worked for the federal government. She is a co-host on Outnumbered here at the Fox News Channel. Uh, She is one of my dearest friends. And when I say this next phrase, I mean it um, with the kind of honor in which it is intended. She would cut a bitch for you. If you are closest woman, she will cut a bitch for you. And that is why I love her. Emily Campagna, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. I'm so happy to be here. I have chills all over my tiny body. Tiny. I love you. Every, and I'm every time we it. take a picture together, I realize how much taller I am than you. Same. It's really funny. Same. I feel like we're the same height because we have the same energy level, but but we there is a differential there. 100%. And you are so right. Every time I see a photo, I'm like, Oh, I am the miniature version. I love you so much. I love that intro. Thank you so much. And I feel the same. I feel so grateful that my parents, uh, one of whom was first generation Italian, raised us with the thought that the world was our oyster and that true education includes travel. And from a young age, they had the opportunity of taking us on international travel and exploring it and that they always instilled in me and my sisters that educational and compassionate and empathic result only results if you are able to travel. And I especially appreciate how you qualify that it doesn't need to be international. It can be at the end of your block. It can be in your hometown. It's whatever gives you an adventure, a journey, and seeing the world through new eyes and being able to see the world through the eyes next to yours, Kennedy, has been such a blessing this last year. We've hit four countries That's right. in the last year alone. And there's about 500 billion more. Yeah. And that's that's a fun thing when you find good people to travel with. Yes. And, and 
I can't tell you how amazing it is <laughs> to have people who are not dramatic, who are easygoing, who will dive into any experience. And even when there are delays and there are bumps in the road, they will go, nope, it's okay. We got this. And uh, Emily is is one of those people. And I am so grateful for that because it makes traveling so much better. But also, there is not a country you haven't been to. <laughs> That's what's so incredible. Every time, you know, because when you do travel internationally and you meet people for the first time and you're sharing your experiences, which is one of the best things that inevitably happens, people go, oh, yeah, you know, we went to Croatia last year. And Emily's like, oh, I spent four months there in college. <laughs> and But she's she's got that like, oh, yeah, I, was, I interned in Brazil. You know, it's like, oh, yes, it, I spent a semester in high school in Germany. It's like, it it's really unbelievable. Like I thought I traveled pretty well, but I am I am amazed at the places you've been. But also it, it gives you a sense that um, everything will be OK and there's always somewhere new to see. And there's also there's always something good to get about that place. Absolutely. I love that so much. And thank you for that. Um, I I also was taught, you know, a lot of concepts from my parents that I just deeply value and appreciate. And, and among that adventurous um you know, seeing the world through, through those eyes and really take advantage of every, of any travel opportunity is a few other qualities. Like you can travel on any budget. You can have a saturated, beautiful life impacting experience in a short amount of time. You are not stuck anywhere. You are not stuck in a place you have a reservation for. You are, you are not stuck with a travel partner you committed to. There are so many freeing, I believe, concepts that enables one to explore in any way that, that has, that makes their heart be full. And I especially agree with your seamlessness concept because that's why you and I and our other squad members are so amazing together. Um, it's really important how you handle stress and how you handle confusion and things that aren't going to go your way because that's what travel is, right? Even if you're trying to get from here to the L train, you're probably going to run into a couple bumps along the road. How do you handle it? How do you stay calm? How do you know that it's just part of your story? And as long as you're safe physically, you'll be okay. As long as you have, as I say, a credit card in your sock. Um, I used to travel with my friend, Ramey, with a syringe in her sock that she, as we traveled through some third world country, she was like, yep, this way, if I ever need an IV, I use the needle I have. It's all good. Oh my God. Credit card in the other sock. And go to the if airport. I, if get I stumble home. into a pile of black tar heroin, <laughs> right. I can just uh, you know That's melt right. it down and and shoot it right into my veins. That's right. So we all have our idiosyncrasies and and exit routes. Um, and and I think too, what I love about us that nimble quality and how much you need. To me, it's it's almost like a makeup artist, right? The more professional they are, the less product they're carrying around, the Great less point. brushes they carry around. We just traveled to Germany, you and I. We were carry-on only, and it was perfect. You know, we don't over-bulk. We don't overburden ourselves because that also contributes to how easy it is and therefore how seamless and amazing it is. That's a really good point. And, and when you are traveling and people, especially when they go to other countries, they somehow think they're going to need 15 more outfits. <laughs> It's like, no, no, you, you would wear pretty much what you wear here. Like maybe maybe wear a nice dress when you're going out to dinner. Maybe a cute pair of shoes. But you don't need 700 extra things. You really like uh, an important part of travel is editing the editing process the weeks before you go and really figuring out what you absolutely need and only taking that which is critical because you can swap out T-shirts. You can, you can wash socks and underwear in a hot sink. I've done it. 
I've I've mold things around <laughs> with a coat hanger and a hotel sink and a few European countries and everything. It it all turns out you need less than you think you do, and you wait in fewer lines for less time, and you get right on the road. And when you come home, you just you get in the car and and you're not waiting in customs for your bag, at the baggage claim, for things inevitably to get lost or delayed. Uh, So that's a really good one. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy Saves the World right after this. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Another thing that you and I share, and we found this one morning, the first night that we had stayed internationally together, we both went downstairs early in the morning to find some coffee, and we were both wearing our <laughs> eye masks on our foreheads, and uh, That's right. we were both in red t-shirts <laughs> and underwear, just <laughs> coincidentally, and we were wearing the exact same thing, and we just, we both burst out laughing, because it's like, oh my god, I thought I was the weirdo, I found another one, this is oh so great. It was like looking in the weirdo mirror, and it was literally like that scene from The Big Chill where we both stumble down to the kitchen. It's like noon, and we're like looking around like, am I the first one up? Like, is it sunrise? And we're both just like like trudging around the kitchen. We encounter each other, and it's like two jaguars in the wild that see each other, and they're like, Murr? and then we were like, we died laughing. And I feel like that's another – that is another common denominator of you and I and our band of merry, amazing adventurers is that we're always laughing. We had a laugh attack the other morning <laughs> at like, I don't know, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. It was 6 a.m. <laughs> a complete laugh attack, literally for no reason that I can remember. <laughs> In bed, laughing hysterically because we're all sharing like college style, like our dorm rooms. And then we just plumped our pillows and went back to sleep with our face masks with on. Face masks. But it's the laugh attacks and the laughter. And I love, there's nothing I love more than if I'm like, if we're in a store or walking down the sidewalk and maybe I'm, I've, I've <clears throat> catch, you know, taking a picture. So I, and I hear you or our other travel partners laugh. It's like the best feeling in the world. Cause I know that we're just living our best lives. Yeah no matter where we are, whether I'm in it or observing it from afar. And it fills my heart with such joy. But we had so much fun in Munich. So I didn't know what to expect. I had never been to Germany. And I always thought, I know that that Germans are good at engineering and they have systems, but I'd always assumed, and this is another great thing about travel, is it destroys unfounded stereotypes that you might have about a place before you've gone there or really researched it. Or, you know, when you, when you have a lack of knowledge about where you're traveling to, um, I found the city to be really like the people were great. I think that I would be I don't like it when it's U.N. week here in New York because traffic is horrible. So they have, as we learned on our three hour bike tour of Munich, <laughs> which was wonderful, that there are one point five million people who live there and eight million people during Oktoberfest. So imagine eight million strangers drunkenly strolling through your city, uh, you might be in a bad mood. They weren't. People were gracious and accommodating. And even when there were language barriers, they were cool. And we all tried. We made up German words. Uh, were you surprised at Munich? Did it did it live up to your expectations or was it completely different? It was amazing. I loved it. I have had the opportunity of, of traveling through Germany before. So I was, I was, it was not a surprise 
about the organization, the train systems, the lush green beauty, um, the visual presentation, the cleanliness, like all of that stuff is typical of all of Germany. I think what I was pleasantly surprised by was that management of the volume. You're absolutely right. It did not feel like a city that had 1.5 to 8 is 4, that had quadrupled mm -hmm. its population. Everything felt totally still, uh, you know, capacious and... Um, well-balanced. Everyone's moods, to your point, was so kind and generous. And I personally was just really delighted. You know, my my mom is, is Bavarian in part, and I was really, um, I was just so elated at the woodworking. And th there are a lot of traditions that she has taught me growing up and showed me that I'd never really gotten to experience because when I was in Germany before, I wasn't there. And so to see that firsthand, to me, was really awesome. Like, there was so much of the culture that was apparent and vibrant. And I loved learning about it all. We had a blast at the soccer game. Like there were so many things. It was such a big, well-rounded Bayern game was amazing. Amazing. And I've, I've always liked that team. I've always liked the Bundesliga. And in the Bundesliga, I, I've always liked Bayern. But but being there, and I was, I was telling my team a little earlier about this, the great thing about soccer chants is they want you to know them. So they make them easy to learn. So you can join in and Byron won for nothing. And so we, we got to be a part of the crowd cheering for all four of those goals. And, uh, and then we ate little Byron gummy bears. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. I loved also that. I think a lot of times another, you know, we talked about unfounded, conceptions or misconceptions about foreign countries. And I think um, I have to say as a as a female American, a lot of the times we are discouraged from attending international soccer matches. We're told that, you know, they're dangerous. They're predominantly male. Be careful. There's a lot of safety issues. And that might ring true for certain countries in Germany. It's not. Um, it's true that that the vast majority of, of the attendees at the match are male. But a lot there of dudes peeing in public at the end, too. That's right. That's right. That was our our favorite part. Um, but we were totally safe. We were totally cared for. There was room for us. You know, like I, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. That that stadium was sick. It's like a red orb lit up, but not in a menacing way, just a cool way. My question to you, Kennedy, is, you know how I wanted one of those scarves yes. and then we didn't have time at the end or we thought we didn't have time? Does it still count if I buy it online now? Yes, absolutely. But okay. that's what I did with our Italian espresso makers last year oh, that's right. so we that's we right. have the little italian espresso bubblers that you just the stovetop bubblers and um emily and our friend dina got one in italy i didn't have enough room because of right. my tiny bag i did not have enough room <laughs> to, yes, and i'd already emily had already bought me an amalfi beach towel and i was going to keep that there's no way i was going to leave that behind um so i went on amazon and bought the italian and it still feels very italian because it was made in italy you're right. And I forgot that you even did that, which goes to the, like, we, we will forget that we got the scarf now or after. Do yeah. you want one, by the way? I would love one. That I'll be buying yeah. too. Perfect. <laughs> That's right. No, but they, so we, there are drunk guys at Oktoberfest. They're drunk women. There were drunk people. One guy on a stretcher vomiting and we were all <laughs> looking at him. And Emily goes, did you not go to college? <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> you're, you're at Oktoberfest. How do you not regulate your intake? So you're not at the point where you're being wheeled out. And, and it looked like a rectangular blue coffin with two little plastic windows where you could see in, you could see the guy barfing. And obviously they do that. They have like the Ebola hood over the stretcher so people don't get sprayed with beer barf. It's like a level one, like Hanta. Um, I especially, again, that goes back to the organization of it. And yeah, because here's the thing, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So 
I another thing that I didn't know about Oktoberfest is that it's sort of more of a carnival rather than the Renaissance Fair. I pictured it fields of tents. It's more like a carnival where you go in through, you know, a ticket gate and then upon entering inside, yes, there are big beer tents. There's also a, an entire carnival with rides. And after we were in the tent all day, the last thing I was going to do was get on a roller coaster. But Kennedy got on two, two, just one. Just one. And I love your picture from it. It's absolutely amazing. But that's the that's a level of rock star that I, there was no way I was getting on a roller coaster after ingesting my quantity. But the whole, but you you did. You rationed it. Per, I mean, I, I couldn't get on a roller coaster with any. It, but I did have to. I had, had to stay sober for four hours because right. there in, in Germany, it turns out the beer is not gluten free. So here's a, a small piece of advice for celiacs. Uh, no, before you go, make sure if if you really need liquor that you you got to take your own inside the tent because it is beer only. The chicken, I will say, is the best chicken I've ever had in my life. The Oktoberfest chicken, which is grown specifically for the event. And they even use the word husbandry on the English version of the menu describing the chicken. <laughs> so you know that it, it had to be well manufactured. That's right. The produce was amazing. The fruit and vegetables were were delightful. Our bike tour where we learned parts of Willy Wonka, the original being filmed where we reenacted, that was a, a particularly lovely moment for me. And like the swans, I love Germany. There's the, the I, I assume they're wild, but all they have a park there that's the, the equivalent of our Central Park, but it's twice as big. And it's the second largest urban park in the world. And in it, there are amazing canals and swans everywhere. The dogs are off leash. It's a beautifully well-entrusted city where people are live up to the personal responsibility that the government bestows in them. Unlike here, where it seems like, you know, every, every way you turn, there's another law or regulation restricting your behavior there. It's actually quite free. And people live up to that responsibility. And it's very peaceful and civilized rather than here, ironically, with the amount of rules in place, this is when people act out and litter and, and behave like fools and hooligans. Fools. That's the word. That's right. And also they had a, they have river surfing yes. in the park. They, they have a, a perfectly sculpted semi-natural wave that's got a, a giant wood plank underneath to redirect the water so you don't smash into the side of the river because the first guy who did that uh, shattered his femur mm. in the 70s. Uh. Um, so they they have surfers, and they're in full five-millimeter wetsuits with booties and little paper chip boards, and they just drop in, and they get like a 20-second ride, and they just wait in line and go over and over and over. It's, it's a really cool thing to behold in this park. And they also have, and I posted this picture um, on Instagram in my little montage from Munchen, uh, they have a statue of Juliet and you are supposed to grab her right breast. And if you do, you will find your true love. Because the sister city of München, Munich, is Verona. That's absolutely right. Where Romeo and Juliet took place. Mm. Oh, God. It just it, it brings tingles <laughs> and chills to my spine. I don't know where we're going next. That's what is so exciting about all of this. If you've ever thought about going to Munich for Oktoberfest... I say absolutely go, have a great time, take a good group of people, go college dorm style, share rooms, cut down the costs, and and just have a blast. You know, we, we learned a few German words. Scheisenhausen, I think, was one of the ones we made up, but <laughs> still, there's effort there. All you need to know is Danke, Bira, and Bita. That's thank you, <laughs> beer, and please. That's all you need to know. Please and thank you for being a part of this podcast, Emily Campagno. Danke, Shane Kennedy. Bitte. Danke, Shane. Bitte. 
All right. Well, this has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.